0: Hey Ben, nothing. How are you doing? How's your day?
1: Um, you you know, you, you called me before the show and, and you were, uh, you were on a walk back from the office and, and I got a tad bit jealous. I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to knock a quick, uh, walk out. So I, I, I walked, uh, for about 15 minutes right before the show. Uh, and, and that's what I'm up to. Uh, just, I I
0: did an Australian walkabout, uh, Today and what that is, you just start walking and try to find yourself. You know, it's called a walkabout. That sounds like every day for me. Uh, That's what they do for uh, when you're a becoming of age in Australia. You go do a walkabout. Yeah, camp out. You just stay out under the stars. You figure yourself out. Well, that's what I'm trying to do.
1: Not to throw your throw your age out into the the YouTube uh, atmosphere, but have you not figured it out by now?
0: What's YouTube? (laughs) I haven't heard of it.
1: You're showing your age right there. I know. I you know, because I, I know these. This, this didn't exist uh back in your day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Go we, ahead. We didn't have texting or you know telephones where you could do all that. We had back in my day. We had two cans that we had on each end of a string, and we put it to our ear, and you could talk through it. So that's that's what I grew up. With.
1: <laughs> I'm sure maybe some people in the uh, in, in the audience can relate. I doubt it though. I, I think you're the oldest of all of us.
0: To be I honest mean, with you, I'm probably the oldest person in this room tonight.
1: <laughs> On our Tuesday night show, I I, I think you're the uh, you're the elder here.
0: And um, is anybody if anybody's listening, it's older than 67 and a half. It, just put it in there. So.
1: <laughs> make try try to make make Doc feel a little younger. Uh, well, you, you look great as always. Uh, give, us, give us a quick quick update, um, anything you're seeing you want to uh, update us with. We'd like to, to start off with a, an office update, uh, what you're seeing.
0: Well, we're really busy. You know, we're starting, like I said last week, we're starting to see a little uptick of COVID. They, the cases that we're treating uh, over the phone, of course, uh, are seem to be pretty mild. Um, you know, we're still using the same protocol. I'm not having to use the the real intensive medicine I was using uh, in the past two years are like really high dose steroids and all kinds of nebulizers. And, you know, it was a scary, touchy uh, situation, but so far knock on wood, it seems to be pretty mild. Um, I know the country just passed the millionth uh, COVID death um, last week and, The CDC also released some of their new data. Um, The vaccine officially has killed 30,000 Americans, which I guess to them is insignificant, but 30,000 is a lot of of people. I know when when, uh, they had the swine flu vaccine back in, I think it was 76, back when I was in college, I think it killed 15 people or maybe 25, something like that, and they immediately pulled it. So. I don't know it's just a crazy crazy world you know they're trying to get it you know boosters approved i think they have approved boosters for six to eleven year old kids so i don't know why but you know but anyway it's controversial but we won't get down in deep in the woods on that today let's just keep ourselves healthy keep your own immune system healthy and uh you know hopefully in the future we'll come out with a better vaccine um it works better this one this thing's just not working um, well we,
1: we we will talk a, a little bit um uh, a little bit more about that. We've got a couple questions that came in uh, about uh, about okay. COVID because I, I know everyone's hearing about a, a new wave coming in so we will um we will uh, get to that. Uh, here in a second I see a, a few people are older than you doc. We've got uh, Deb is 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 older, uh Raynette is barely older. Um, she, wow. she is almost 68, almost 68. Happy wow. early birthday to, to you. Um, how did you guys
0: even turn a computer on? I mean, <laughs> I don't even know how to turn it on.
1: <laughs> we do have it set up so that all you have to do is just, just, you know, go to the screen.
0: <laughs> yeah, they make it easy on me. So I applaud you guys that are the than me that can actually turn your computer on. Continue, uh, th- so. You know, keep up, keep your mind healthy and keep up with things, you will know, you'll get along just fine. You'll age very well. We try to prevent prevent Alzheimer's disease. I spent half my day today going over Cleveland Heart Panels, of course, which includes the genetic test for the Alzheimer's gene and uh, along with the MTHFR gene and things like that. So uh, I've had some pretty long discussions about dementia and how to prevent it, et cetera. So. It's always a good topic. So, but we had a great—I've had a good couple days so far. Very busy. Louise is eighty-six, and she looks amazing. Louise doesn't look anywhere near bad. So we got—we got, just we got Louise in
1: here, Grandma Mary in here. Both are eighty-six. Uh, man, this is this is awesome. This is awesome. So yeah, well, I'm proud. Uh, then I'm proud. I so feel so like happy. You guys are screen. here. Um, all right. So let's let's get to some of the the questions that came in. Uh, during the week here, and uh, I'll have to do some backstory on some. Uh, Let's see, this is um, just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying. um, We are now hearing COVID numbers are increasing again. Can you share what your current thoughts are uh, for treatment?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're still using um, kind of the same protocol that we've always used for the last two and a half years, Uh, Ivermectin of course, which definitely works. Um, you need to use it early in the right doses. Um, of course, Zithromax, I immediately put people on Zithromax. Um, I'm not having to use a lot of Paxlovid, which is the oral monoclonal antibody treatment. Um, it's just not many people. I have put a couple on it that were uh, elderly and I thought they may get into trouble. So I've sent them down for that. Um, the problem with that is it's kind of hard to find it, and there's there's some breakthrough. It's a five day treatment, and after five days, some of those people break through and get it again. So it's probably you probably need to take it for longer than five days uh, if you're at risk. The average person doesn't need that though. Um, so high dose vitamins, and I usually don't add steroids until day five unless um, you're really getting short of breath, but knock on wood i'm just not seeing the uh the people that are short of breath uh, like i was a lot of people are are losing they're tasting things differently but they're not losing their smell like they were with the alpha and delta omnicron not so much but um you know as a virus mutates as it has many times it becomes weaker um not that you can't get pretty sick with it you could but knock on wood i'm just not seeing that yet and if you read all the stats, they're very. There's a lot less dying and hospitalizations. They're just plummeting. So, um, you know, just hopefully your natural immunity will uh, will carry through, and your immune system will be strong enough to uh, weather it. So you can definitely get COVID more than once. No doubt about that. But um, go outside, take your vitamins. You know, if you get sick, test yourself and you know um, and being on the protocol if you're really uh, well, worried
1: that that kind of leads to this question um and you know it's, it's really you know ha- have th- anything changed um in, in your opinion uh in your opinion do we test ourselves and family members for covid every time we get sick now uh or do we keep living our lives and now treat it as a cold i know this is just your opinion but what's your what's your stance on that
0: it's just my opinion but i, I like your keep living our lives and treat it as a cold. That's what I would do. I mean, you don't need to keep testing. It's just an academic exercise. You know, we know it's contagious. We know, you know, it's, it's hard to stop the spread of this thing. You know, masks don't work that well. And um, it's just one of those things that, yeah, it's going to, it's, we're never going to be rid of it. I don't think. Um, So keep your immune system healthy. You don't need to go test yourself unless maybe you're really worried about going over to your elderly parents, people, if you're going to be around people that, you know, may not do so well with it, then, then you want to test, but for young family, healthy people, you really don't need to to worry about testing yourself because, you know, if if you think you've got something like that, you probably have it. If it's very mild illness, just pop your vitamins up and, and keep going. Um, I just don't think we can, this thing where you isolated people and it just didn't work at all. I mean, you know, we basically shut down our country for no reason at all, in my opinion. Um, You know, the people that are really, especially in the one that was more serious with the other variants, you know, um, certain people should, should have stayed away and maybe isolated like nursing homes and elderly people uh, that didn't do so well with it. And when we didn't know, how to treat it so much until we developed the protocols and read all the information and treat it early. Um, So, uh, yeah, live your life and treat it as a cold. I like that.
1: All right. And let's go to, um, this is a a question in in regards to uh, what we were talking about last week with the Alzheimer's gene. Um, How do you interpret the APOE results? What is good, okay, and or bad? I believe it's referring to the Cleveland heart panel. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yes. This is a a genetic test that um, is really related to cardiovascular um, risk, but also the thing most people are interested in with this is they call it the Alzheimer's gene. And so the normal genotype, again, you get one gene from your mom, one from your dad. You can't change it. Um, but even though you may like to, you can't change it. Ben, you're stuck, okay? You are what you are. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, anyway, um, the normal genotypes are called APO3. So if you got an APO3 genotype from mom and got an a, APOE3 from your dad, the 3-3 is a normal genotype. You have normal risk for developing dementia. Um The four mutant gene, um, abnormal gene pattern is the one you you worry about a little bit. So a lot of people have a three and a four.
1: And when you say three, it's just three after APOE, APOE3 or APOE3. You have one, say,
0: APOE3 gene, and then you may have an APOE4 gene. So the four is the the bad one, potentially. It doesn't mean you're going to get Alzheimer's, but... If you have uh, 1, uh, 4, you have a 3 and a 4, you, you have more risk than somebody with a 3-3. Three, three. You have slightly more risk, um, maybe up to double. But if you have a 4-4 pattern, you have about at least 12 times higher risk than somebody with a 3-3 three, three of developing dementia. But don't freak out over it because, you know, dementia, in my opinion, is a is a preventable illness, Um At least you can certainly delay it for a long time. You can't change your genotype. But remember, the environment pulls the trigger on your predisposition. So um, the 4-4 pattern, if you have that, you really want to look at everything else and and read the book, The End of Alzheimer's, by Dr. Bredesen. He he talks a lot about the ApoE gene and uh, what you should do. Um, So it's kind of nice to know it. Now, um, and you'll immediately start – exercising, staying lean, taking hormones, taking supplements, exercising, um, drinking coffee. There's a lot of things you can do to really delay it. For example, my mom had full-blown Alzheimer's. She died of it. So did her mom. I checked my mom's genotype. She had a 3-3. So you can still get it. There's other risk factors as well that we're not sure of, but um, we're sure of a few of them. And that's why they call Alzheimer's type three diabetes it's it's if you're overweight have a lot of visceral fat you're a lot more likely to to develop uh, Alzheimer's dementia now an interesting gene another mutant gene besides the four is the two you can actually have an APOE2 gene and a lot of people call that the lottery gene because it turns out it's it's very protective against Alzheimer's disease so if you have a two gene in there It's really good. As a matter of fact, I've had two or three people that had two twos, APOE2 and another APOE2. So that's, you know, that's, that's a pretty protective gene against Alzheimer's. Um,
1: Who do you normally find those in? Is there any like,
0: uh. One out of like probably 10,000 people or maybe 5,000. Is that more Uh, mean,
1: just men or women? No, it's equal. It's equal.
0: Men and women, uh. You can't. It doesn't matter. Um, although women are more likely to develop Alzheimer's disease because of four to one over men for other reasons, um, mainly lack of estrogen. Uh, that's one reason I, I preach. You know, bioidentical hormones to women. The earlier the better. As they uh, get premenopausal, you know, they need to look at all those hormone levels and start replacing those hormones unless they have some reason not to. But very protective against dementia as well as osteoporosis and um, a host of things, um, heart disease. You know, estrogen in women is very protective against heart disease. In men, it's, it's not protective at all. Too much estrogen could increase your risk of heart disease as a man. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting gene. You know, it really is. It's kind of good to know it. Um, you know, but don't freak out if you have a 4-4 um, but you do need to know about it and you'll, you do some research and you'll keep yourself healthier. You're, you, you can live to you're 90 or hundred years old without dementia. Um, I'm convinced of it. Is I've there, seen
1: it. Is there a certain age where you would, uh, tell people they should, they should at least, you know, know if they have that gene or start kind of preventative measures?
0: Well, I like to, of course, there's no, there's no too young of age, really. I mean, You know, I like to get certain tests on people when they turn 40 years old. You know, I I like to hit people hit a little bit earlier, get a baseline in Cleveland when you're about 40 years old. Mm. And then depending on your circumstances, you know, maybe every year, every other year, uh, definitely at 50 start getting it every year. I do it twice a year Um, since I'm on Medicare and they cover it twice a year. Most insurance will cover this Cleveland test for the most part. So it's a great test.
1: All right. I'm going um, to give a little context to this next question, and then I'll put the question uh, in. Uh, so I'm going to read this here. It came over on email. It says, hello, Ben. I have an interesting theory to possibly explain, explain at least some long COVID cases. During acute COVID-19, many people tend to lose a lot of weight very quickly due to the, due to the physical stress of being sick, as well as generally not eating anything. This could result in a lack of bile salt production. After acute infection, people tend to go back to their previous eating habits, but without a sufficient amount of bile. Bile sludge and gallstones often cause very similar symptoms to a lot of long haul symptoms. Backed up bile can cause chest pain, liver pain, kidney pain, headache, shoulder pain, bloating, other GI issues, and also breathing difficulties. Pair this with the general inflammatory effects of the spike protein in BINGO, uh, you got it. So, um, also perhaps a correlation can be found between gallbladder removal and long COVID. Anyhow, just a thought for Doc. This leads me to my question, and the question is: um, Can you do a future outside the box episode on the benefits of bile salts and Tutka? I'm not sure what Tutka is, but but maybe you do. What well, What's your thoughts just on what, the the I context?
0: What, I don't know what Tutka is. I don't know what bile salts are. But yeah, I mean that's really interesting because. Um, you know, when you go on a starvation diet, you can precipitate gallbladder sludge and, um, stones. So it makes sense if you're, if you don't have any taste or smell, or you're so sick, you don't want to eat, um, you develop, uh, sarcopenia, you know, wasting, then, um, you can certainly precipitate a lot of gallbladder problems. And it's true that gallbladder problems, you know, can manifest in, all kinds of systemic problems. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll do one on bile salts. You know, we don't, we probably don't talk a lot about gallbladders enough. Um, and 2 I'll have to look that one up. I don't know what it is. So, super um, interesting. But, super yeah, interesting. Gallbladder, gallbladder disease. That'd be a good topic for a podcast one day. I think that would be good because we're always talking about the gut anyway and how important it is. And <clears throat> certainly, COVID gets into your gut, you know, it gets in the first, one of the first places it gets into is your gut. You know, they can find it in the stool and, um, you know, it can upset that gut microbiome. And certainly you need those bile salts to emulsify your foods, especially the fats, but that'd be a good, good, good idea. Uh,
1: Thank you for, uh, for that question there. Uh, and putting that, uh, put that on our list of, of topics that we're going to, uh, dive into. Um, Next question is, I recently read an article on D-limonene for GERD. Has Doc had any experience with this and or would he recommend it?
0: I really don't have a lot of experience at all with it. So I'll have to look that up too and see um, you know, how it works because I don't know. I use a lot of um, baking soda. We did a podcast on that for um, GERD, it certainly helps it and i, I bet you it kind of works along the same patterns, but uh, that's a good I just don't use a lot of that, but uh, yeah, we'll look that up, mark that down Ben
1: Alright, we will uh, get back to d delimining if I'm even pronouncing that right um, Okay, let's get to this next question here uh, Just starting my new life extension multi after last week's info on B12 uh, sounds like the B12 in this multi is not even going to be effective. Oral, do I need an additional B12 sublingual? And this is in reference to a post we put out um, on B12 and how uh, you prefer it to be, uh, you know, through um, shot form versus uh, versus taking it in oral. Yeah, form.
0: it's not absor- absorbed so much uh, or- orally as it is sublingual on your tongue or through a through an injection, but really, unless you're deficient in it, then you should still take your multi and then check your B12 levels. It's still going to be absorbed somewhat. Hopefully with, hopefully your GI tract is, is working well enough to have it absorbed. But so it's not wasted, certainly you're getting all the other B vitamins along with all your minerals and all kinds of things in that, uh, that multis are really powerful. one. so just, I mean, you know, if if you have a really low B12 level anyway, uh, the shots and the subling will definitely work, get in there quicker. But um, you know, when we check a Cleveland, we check a B12 level, so um, I think it's pretty accurate. So just see what your level is and uh, see if you need any um, extra. Um, it's not going to hurt you to have extra for sure. Um, You know, I I like the B12 shots. I think they really work. They give you a lot of energy. So if you're symptomatic, you can try them out. And a lot of times, you'll somebody that's on B12, you're going to have a high B12 level on the Cleveland heart panel or on any blood test that checks B12. So don't worry about it if it's it's high on there. It doesn't mean a thing. It just means you're taking it. You're not going to overdose on B12. Um, It just means you're taking it. So
1: um is there a level but, that they should be looking for
0: um yeah, a thousand somewhere up like, like that
1: all right thank you for that let's get to, to this one here this will uh this will be a uh uh a, what do they call it a um a fastball down the center for you uh <laughs> an easy one oh, A female well, hormone yeah. retest uh, fasting or non-fasting
0: it doesn't matter okay you know it doesn't matter a bit but You know, um, just try to every time you check it, check at the same time uh, of the day that you did the last time. Um, And if you're cycling the same time of the month, preferably on women that have 28 day cycles, somewhere between day 19 and 23 is the best time for me to check a blood test on that. But, um, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter if you're fasting or non-fasting, but if you're using creams, use the cream the same time. You get the test the same time, uh, preferably six hours after you put your cream on optimally. But, you know, if you have pellets, of course, it doesn't matter. Um, So great question, though. So don't worry about fasting for that test.
1: All right. And I just put this in here. Um, We got sent an article on on, uh, berberine for cancer prevention. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on this. Have you heard of this? I know you're a huge fan of berberine. Um, any, any tidbits? Well,
0: I mean, you know, we think metformin has a lot of studies that show it's cancer protective and berberine kind of works like metformin. So I just haven't seen, you're not going to see those kind of tests on a supplement. They just, nobody's wanting to put the money in for something like that. So I don't know. I mean, theoretically it would work because, um, you know, I think, Insulin resistance can cause cancer just like it can cause diabetes. So um, I'm all for it. I'll take it. So um, I think it's a good supplement. Um,
1: all right. Uh, okay. So what we're going to do, uh, guys, we're right at around the 30-minute mark. Uh, we're going to go to the live questions. And I, I want to put this up here uh, just because it sounds like uh, this is our friend, Dr. Sammons. Uh, so Tuka is what Andy's friend, actor, this is uh, Lucas Schmidt, uh, who we interviewed on out, outside the box uh, mentioned it to increase bioflow. So, uh, so you guys, myself included, I need to revisit that episode.
0: I need to get Andy, Andy and uh, Lucas to to go over that one, uh,
1: it, like that one in particular.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: That's cool. Thank you for that, Dr. Salmon's that uh, uh, little tip there. So you guys can uh, check out that episode. It, it was a. I think a a couple months ago, it was all about uh, supplements. It was with our friend, uh, Lucas Schmidt. Um, Okay, so we're going to get to some questions here, guys. Um, Let's see here. Where are we? Um, (laughs) This is funny. Uh, Yesterday, I searched and searched for you guys and couldn't find you. It took me 15 minutes to figure it out. It was a Monday. (laughs) That happens to me all the time, D. Uh You wouldn't. Uh, you're not alone. I I promise you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's see if I can find some some questions here. Uh, thank you guys for uh, everyone who is joining us live. Uh, we appreciate y'all. I see Grandma Mary's here. What's up, Grandma? Um, hey, Mary. Uh, okay. So uh, Rowell has a nitric oxide question. Uh, oh, uh, can we buy some nitric oxide support from your offices or lozenges that Dr. Rogers recommended on or mentioned on the podcast? Uh, I'll be honest; I don't. Did we did we put any of that in the office? Katie might be able to. No, uh,
0: I'd like to get supply, but um, I, the one I take is Circ O two. Um, I really like that one a lot. I'm telling you, when I started taking that, I could really feel a difference. Um, had tons of energy and seems like when I ride my bike hard, you know, I get less short of breath. Um, but uh, as a matter of fact, I've passed up a few people that usually kind of beat me up a hill, if, if that's any measure of it. But um, but I love the lozenges. I really do. Well, what are the lozenges? And those lozenges, aren't, they're not meant to be put under your tongue. You put them in your mouth and they dissolve and you swallow it. Um, but, yeah, it's called Cirque 02. We're kind of trying to oh. – just happened to appear right here <laughs> um, can you see that yeah i can see it yeah these are these are the dolly Lama. i tell love these things H- how do you take them got again all the great stuff. it's a lodging, so it dissolves in your mouth and you swallow it you can chew it up or just let it dissolve but then you swallow it it's not a sublingual preparation but you know, it's got all the great stuff in there uh, that'll really boost it like l-citrulline and magnesium and beetroot. Uh, dude, it's just fantastic. It really works. Um, you know, I used a lot of these supplements for COVID. At the time, I was using more L-arginine, but if you go back and look at our podcast on nitric oxide, it turns out that um, L-citrulline is a much better supplement than L-arginine. They both play a part, but um, it's just a lot more bioavailable. So, um, I can definitely tell a difference um, since I've been on that. Um, but so I, I'll I'll try to get some in, but right now you can just get it off the uh, Internet. Um, um, look for
1: my... Cirque 2 and, and I do think they have a website, so you can get them directly from their website. Uh, do, do you take them, uh, like, prior to a workout or anything like that? How are you doing it?
0: You, yeah, you can. That's what I do. I just take them in the morning on uh, an empty stomach. But that's That's the way I do it. Okay. Um, a workout, short workout in the morning.
1: Let's get to Molly's question. Um, what are your thoughts on doing the cold plunge, uh, for health benefits and,
0: um, great for, yeah, it's great for you. Um, you know, when I do my, um, infrared sauna, most mornings, uh, after I heat my body up a good amount, and then I, I immediately take a cold shower and <clears throat> you think that'd be hard, but really it's not. I mean, you don't even really feel that cold, but you know, um, you know, when you're in the in the sauna in a hot environment, you activate those heat shock proteins that are really good. And when you then you go to a cold environment, um, it just stimulates your immune system. Um, and you really feel alive, and you, your whole day will go better when you take a cold shower. Um, and I used to hate cold showers. There's very, a um-
1: There's a, I I think there's a product out there somewhere where where it's like a, you can buy it and it's actually like an ice bath thing. And, uh, Mm I don't, I I forget what it's called, but it's like an ice bath. You buy an actual ice bath. Um, I I believe that's going to be like, uh, very similar to how saunas are in terms of just getting into people's homes. Um, okay. So Becky on YouTube is asking, uh, can you please tell me what you know about choline for fatty liver? I used it along with low carb. My liver is fine now, but my 15-year-old, uh, 180-pound son had um, a l ALT at 245
0: and AST 85. Yeah, that's high. Um,
1: Do you think choline yeah. helps? And here's here's a little yeah. bit more info. He's also on, uh, low on vitamin D at 15, 16. He was already on multivitamin now. 50,000 vitamin D once a week from doctor. Cool.
0: Um. You know, some people think choline can help your liver function. You know, we usually think of it as a helping with your neurotransmitters in your brain. But there's a lot of people that use it for that. If it worked for you, it probably helps. You know, um, one thing about, I don't know how much your son, 185 pounds, you know, that's. 180. Uh, 180. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how tall he is. If, if he has a lot of fat on his abdomen, then you got to start worrying and get him leaner. Um uh, but hopefully he's not taking a lot of medications. Um There's another liver test. It's called alk Phos. that's going to be higher for teenagers because they, it represents liver and bone. And, and when you're growing as a kid in that growth spurt, it's going to elevate falsely. So you need to keep an eye on it and make sure that um, – He's not taking a lot of Tylenol or any anything that's really toxic. You, I think about giving him milk thistle. And um, the other thing, and Denise may have some ideas about him too. But um, you know, I would also be cautious about your vitamin D, the 50,000 once a week. A lot of times they'll prescribe you D2, uh, the prescription medicine for D2. 50,000, and I'm pretty sure it's D2. So what you want is D3 um, and, and follow those levels. Um, you know, if he was in my office, I'd probably give him a 50,000 shot of D3 and put him on uh, five, at least five to 10,000 of units a day and see how, you know, check it back. It takes a while to build up, but um, the shot works quicker. Um so that that's an interesting case. It, it'd be interesting to see kind of what his other parameters look like. It,
1: and, it looks like he's five you know, four. Um, so it does it does okay. look like you know maybe yeah. maybe need to start you gotta with. Get weight. His
0: weight down. You gotta get his weight down. You've um, Gotta get his weight down. So go low carb, of course, and uh, you know it, it'd be interesting to see how insulin resistant he is. I bet he's insulin resistant. He really ought to get a Cleveland Heart Panel. You know, um, if you're near us or. Anywhere near you a, a Quest lab, a Cleveland heart panel would really help. Um, and so you can test it out after a month of choline and just repeat things. But done right, I bet it goes down. Um, but, uh, you know, you really need to focus on that weight and what he's consuming and make sure his digestive tract is working well. You know, he may have some food intolerances. Um, so always see how his, if he came to my office, I'll I'll always ask how his gut, not only what is he eating, but about how his gut health is. Is he bloating? Does he have gas? What are his bowel movements like? Does he have GERD? Um, things like that. Um, but that's really interesting. So add some milk thistle, make sure you're getting vitamin D3 and get a Cleveland, get a Cleveland panel a month and see what. What happens? Low Uh, carb, low carb.
1: All right. Thank you, Becky, for that question there. And Roel has a a book recommendation for us. I know we our our whole team always writes down uh, these book recommendations, especially if they're from Roel. Uh, Roel introduced us. Every time he
0: mentions one, I have to go read it. (laughs) You know, I think he mentioned that last one I had to go get. He did. Uh, He
1: did. Uh, So this is author Max Lugover uh, uh, books on dementia. Um, so we'll add that to the list with, along with, uh, Dr. Bredesen's book, uh, or books. Um, Great. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you for you. that. Uh, Roel. uh, let's see here. Let's get to Alice, uh, on Facebook is asking, uh, when, when doing the Ozempic injections for weight loss after the 0.5 dosage, what dosage do you go up to?
0: One milligram. Usually if you're tolerating the, the, 0.5 by that time you'll tolerate the one milligram, um, and you know if you're worried about it, if you do have a, some nausea at the 0.5 you can split the difference and go between like 0.75. You just have to count the clicks. They've even approved it for two milligrams now as of about two weeks ago. So I've gone up on a lot of people to two milligrams. So um, you're going to get even more weight loss with that. So I really do like Ozempic. Um, You know we've used a lot of it in the last couple of years um we've probably set some records on how much we've used but um it's really well tolerated you don't want to take it if you've had pancreatitis or um medullary cancer of the thyroid or anybody in your family had medullary cancer of the thyroid, which is rare as hen's teeth or something called men uh, syndrome number two uh, multiple endocrine neoplasias, which is also rare, but, um, yeah, you can go straight to one.
1: All right. Thank you for that, Alice. Um, let's get to Evangelon's question here on YouTube. Um, we know most labs are fasted labs, but do you ever recommend labs under load to see what your body does under stress? For instance, a cholesterol test after eating, etc. cetera. This is a great question. And yeah. I, I yeah. love
0: this. I do that all the time. Uh, as a matter of fact, I get more information when I do it this way. Um, you know, we've always said come in for fasting labs and, you know, fast, you know, for nine hours before you come. And which is all good on paper, but really it doesn't paint as realistic uh, picture as if you come in on a real world situation and get a lab test. So sometimes I'll do peak and troughs. Um, I really like to check the insulin level fasting and then go have you eat some carbs like a Panera uh, bagel uh, with jelly on it and then come back in an hour and a half and see what your insulin level does under non-fasting. So, you know, if I have somebody in my office and I really think they need a Cleveland, I'll go ahead and get it. I just note when they ate. So when I'm interpreting the results, I'll know if if it was under load or not. So that's a great question, and I love it. Uh, it's one reason for checking your sugars, you know, all the time. I have many people who uh, come in and, you know, they're fasting blood sugar, maybe, you know, 105, 110, not too bad. And they say, every time I check my fasting, it's okay, but they're not checking it after they eat. So um, check a one-hour postprandial. That means after you eat. Uh a meal and see what it's doing or better yet get a continuous glucose monitor like a lot of us do just to see what different foods do to it but great question as long as you know i'd almost prefer it you know um but traditional medicine gets in the habit of doing things the same old way they've done for 50 years so you know and really ignoring some of those spikes that you may get when you eat so it's all like we talked about a couple weeks ago in in some of the books uh, that, I don't know if you recommended that or Roel did, about the glucose revolution or that, a great that book. Rowell Roel. Yeah, about the insulin and glucose spikes being the culprit, really. Um, it's not so much the average like the A1C as it is the actual spikes you have that does the damage to your endothelium uh, lining of your arteries where all the action takes place. Remember what I said last week, you're only as old as your arteries and that's where your nitric oxide is produced inside that endothelium. So, and it's what vasodilates your arteries and keeps them open, keeps them healthy. Um, but yeah, great question. I'm all with you. So I like like non-fasted a lot.
1: So for the Cleveland, we, we, we always tell people to come in fasting. Would you, would you recommend to like alternate or, uh, always
0: tell them that, um, but if they're there in my office, I always get it no matter whether they fast or not. So not really. Sometimes if they fasted one time, the next time I'll tell them, hey, let's, don't fast this time. Let's see what it does after, uh, you know, an hour or two after you eat a meal. And um, it will affect your total cholesterol for sure and your sugars, your insulin. Uh, a lot of the other stuff, it won't affect so much. But,
1: so is there um, any purpose to have a fasting lab?
0: Yeah, just because it's kind of standardized, you may want to compare it to what they did, you know, in the past. But, uh, you know, if you know what you're doing, you you don't have to have a fasting lab. And sometimes it's preferable. Uh, But say they take it to their doctor, you know, or somewhere else and they say, well, you weren't fasting, so this doesn't mean it. But it does mean something. You know, you're spiking. And it's actually more useful, to be honest with you, as long as you know what's going on
1: all right thank you uh, for that question evangelon uh, uh, Mark has a question about peptides um, can you offer any peptide treatments for preventing the effects of aging does your offer provide any peptides uh, great question mark uh, peptides is a uh, hot topic uh, what's your what's your answer to this I
0: love peptides I use them and you know I use them for tons of people you, know, you definitely provide peptides a peptide is a string of amino acids Um usually about 50 um, amino acid chain, short, sometimes longer. But um, you think of a peptide as, as a signaler. You know, it's directing uh, another part of your body to produce more of a, usually a hormone or a vitamin. Like, for example, insulin's a peptide. But the, one, the ones you're probably thinking about are ones that, have anti-aging benefits like samoralin, ipamorlin, tesamoralin, which you take and they, um, we call them secretagogues. That means they, um, kind of turn on your own production of growth hormone, which is what those things do. You know, growth hormone is probably the ultimate anti-aging uh, hormone there is. Um, the problem is that you can't, it's not legal in Tennessee unless you're a dwarf and, uh, or have, Some very stringent, like hypopituitarism, but um, and they're very expensive. Um, If you're doing it for aging, nobody covers it. So, and it's controversial too. You know, if theoretically, if you had some occult tumor growing, could it make it grow faster? Maybe. It's never been seen really. If you read all the books on growth hormone, but it can cause side effects, like um, it can pop your sugars up. Without doubt, it can cause a little uh, edema, uh, swelling, especially in the wrist, where it can cause carpal tunnel. It'll definitely pop your sugars up for a little while, then they'll settle back down. Um, so that's you know the main time, main thing we use those kind of peptides are for growth hormone. There's other peptides like BPC one fifty seven that we actually carry in the office. This is the only oral one that I really use much of. Uh, body Protection Complex One Fifty Seven, um, but it's really good for your gut. Uh, I add that a lot of times when I need something besides uh, Digest Shield or IGY. Um, but it also um, is a very good anti-aging um, peptide. I'm trying, to, there's all kinds of them out there. There's PT One Forty One that's um, approved. Really, in more in a brand name for women's sexual desire. Uh, I know that really, besides testosterone, but it, it really it's kind of like a woman's Viagra. Works for men too. There's melanotan one and two that um, turn your melanocytes on, so you'll ha- you'll tan a lot better and quicker, um, and it's actually protective against skin cancer. So a lot of people use melanotan. There's beta thymocin that you can inject into joints. There's a lot of cool peptides out there. So look up, we've done some podcasts on peptides. So revisit those. And uh, I think Robin did a really good good uh, um, outside the box with you or a quick, a short one on uh, peptides. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of the next level thing. And, you know, I think they work, uh, Synergistically with uh, bioidentical hormone replacement as a good anti-aging tool. Um, uh, so it's a great question. Well, peptides.
1: One thing that um, that Robin always says is there's a peptide for everything. <laughs>
0: <About> right. <laughs> I took a I took a three-day course on peptides somewhere down in Florida a few years ago, and it was really informative dr seeds who's uh, an orthopedic doctor uh, in, in la and he is the expert on peptides and um his course is really interesting he works with a lot of movie stars athletes uh he healed a lot of people's injuries really quickly on dancing with the stars and that's how he kind of gained a little fame but uh he's actually a real nice guy and really smart um So
1: interesting. I'm going to put this up here uh, for uh, Dr. Salmons always has great comments. Uh, Phosphatidylcholine helps reduce cholesterol in addition to being in uh, acetylcholinesterase inhibitor. Sorry, podcast listeners who can't can't read this. That
0: was darn close. Uh,
1: It's a great binder for myotoxin or mycotoxins. Uh, So hopefully, uh, hopefully this helps if uh, people on YouTube can see this on Facebook. Um, Thank you for that, Uh, Denise. Yeah,
0: that's, that's really, you know, it's part of the Cognitex uh, supplement that I take for brain health. I've been taking that for years. So, you know, you think of it more as a neurotransmitter uh, enhancer, but yeah, I mean, it it definitely does help your cholesterol too um, in a lot safer way than the statin does, um, you know, so
1: Let's get to Michelle's question here on Facebook. Um, does LDN protect against uh, COVID?
0: Indirectly, it may. You know, we use it a lot for long COVID. As a matter of fact, when Andy went to down to uh, Florida to do his last conference, which is what we did our podcast on today, they recommended everybody with long COVID gets on LDN. I put a couple on it today, uh, but it's it's used really to enhance your own autoimmune system, and we have have had some amazing results from LDN. Uh, so if you have any autoimmune disease like Hashimoto's or, um, gosh, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, Parkinson's, I mean, if you're in chronic pain, fibromyalgia, it helps pain too. It's, it's weird how it works, but um, it's very safe. I mean, the only side effect I've ever seen, from it people may usually take it at night um they usually sleep better but some people have more vivid dreams in that case if they don't like that i have them take it in the morning it's not going to make you drowsy if you take it in the morning but low dose naltrexone is just a it's just an amazing product with a wide range of um uses so do you do a deep dive on it. i even subscribe to an ldn newsletter i, I get that every week they always come up with something new it's it's good for, but certainly, uh, indirectly it may protect you, but definitely from long COVID, um, uh, it's definitely a treatment for that. So, it, um,
1: when you use LDN for autoimmune diseases, is that a, is that a forever thing or, or are you on some sort of protocol?
0: You know, yeah, I mean, you can use it the rest of your life, but I usually have people take breaks from most medications so they won't get tolerant to it. Um, so a few times a year I have them go off of it for, Few weeks and go back on it.
1: Um, it seems M- Michelle is using it for uh, arthritis. Uh, super cool. Yeah.
0: Works great for that.
1: Um, all right, let's get to John's question uh, on YouTube. If I'm taking perfect aminos, do I still need to take collagen?
0: Yeah, you do. You do. I certainly take both. Uh, I take the keto collagen supplement and then I take perfect aminos. You know, they work in entirely different ways. So, I think you do. Uh, those are two really good products, especially as you age and, you know, you want more strength muscles and you want more uh, cartilage and um, things for your skin and, it's, you know, hair, nails. It's just amazing. So two things, you got to take them, um, take them both. I just don't take mine together for some reason. there got to be a reason I don't, but I, I don't take them right together.
1: Um, Let's see here. It seems um, maybe uh, Alice is asking, uh, what is that for chronic pain? Um, LDN,
0: uh, low-dose naltrexone.
1: Low-dose naltrexone, uh, Alice. And uh, if you want, uh, Robin Riddle didn't explain this episode on low-dose naltrexone, does a great job of explaining the difference between low-dose or explaining why the doses matter with naltrexone. Um, uh, it changes the use. Uh, so definitely check that out. Uh, it's a little bit of a, a, deep dive, uh, on explain this. Um, so anyways, doc, that, that about does it for our Tuesday evening show.
0: Finn, do you have any words of wisdom for the rest of the week? I uh, guess we're going to keep doing this at seven o'clock instead of eight. Is that right?
1: I think we're going to, we're going to stick at seven for the time being, but we're always open to suggestions, you know, uh, for everyone who's here with us live, uh, we want this show to uh, to be the, the best show ever for you and bring a ton of value uh, to you guys who are with us live. So uh, we're working on different different ways to do that. Um, uh, so just let us know what you think of the time. If anything you think needs to change, we'll certainly uh, consider well, that. We always get
0: such good questions. They're I great think. questions. The questions are amazing. and um, We've got a lot of smart people out there that, that follow this Q and A session. And I, you know, I learn a lot of stuff from everybody out there.
1: Um, well, and that's kind of the way I see, you know, this community here is, is uh, I tell everybody who's with us live, the comments, uh, what's happening in the comments is as valuable or more valuable than the stuff you and I are talking about. So, um, so definitely pay attention to uh, the people who are watching and their comments. A lot of times they put in there what they're doing and what's working for them. You know, you saw what, uh, let's see here, where was that? Uh, Michelle mentioned that with LDN and arthritis, and uh, so that's happening, and Dr. De, Dr. Denise is in there. Uh, so definitely check out the comments while you're with us live. Uh, thank you, Alice. I have to put this up here just so you know, Dad. Um, Alice likes me a little bit better.
0: Oh, wow. I, I like you better, too. <laughs> I'm with you.
1: Thank you, Alice. That's super sweet. Uh, we do have, I think we have LDN in the in the office, don't we?
0: Uh, we order it. we okay. order it. It's a prescription medicine. We can order it, though.
1: Um, all right. It seems like a lot of people talking about LDN. Uh, we might need to go go
0: back and look at LDN. It's an amazing product. It really is.
1: Check out LDN and and check out the explain this episode, uh, that Robin did on it. Uh, she goes into detail just in terms of what it's used for, uh, how it's dosed, uh, all of that and all of the above. Steve, I love you, man. Thank you so much for being here, John. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you guys for the kind words. Thank you for, um, the people who uh, sent in questions during the week, uh, thank you for uh, to our team who is with us tonight. Uh, I'm sure we got Rachel in here. I know we got Katie there in the comments, uh, answering questions. Uh, Jenny behind the camera. Love you guys, uh, Dad. Man, it's been a blast.
0: Good night, Ben. Have a good rest of the week. Uh,
1: we will be back Tuesday, uh, next Tuesday at seven p.m. Uh, for those of you. Um, who have not signed up for Performance Weekly. Uh, all of our best content goes in one email. Uh, we send it out Tuesday at 1230. Uh, you can sign up for that on our website, performancemedicine.net, uh, to get all this in your inbox. Doc, love you, man.
0: Love you, man. All right, I'll
1: see you guys. See you guys later. Love you guys. Uh, and I'm trying to find my outro, and I'm going to get out of here and uh, give me something to eat. <laughs> see you guys. Don't go away.